Thank you for downloading The Pursuit Podcast. For more information on The Pursuit, visit thepursuitsoco.com. We are starting a new sermon series called A Heart of Gratitude. Makes sense for uh, Thanksgiving around the corner, yeah? So we're going to start. I think... um, I feel like gratitude is one of the most important things that we can cultivate in our heart. It just does so much for us. Um, So today we're going to talk about why gratitude, why it's important, and then how. How do we cultivate a heart of gratitude, and how do we make that a habit in our lives? And then we're going to do a little challenge for the next 25 days or so, all right? That sound okay? Okay. Okay. Well, let's pray. You can stretch your hands towards me. This daylight savings thing's got my brain all mushy. So, (laughs) Jesus, I just ask that you would um, give me clarity, that it would be your words and not mine. Mm. Mm, That everything you want heard would be heard. And all the other stuff would just fall away. Jesus' name, amen. All right, turn to your Bibles, Acts 16. I'm going to read a little passage here. Acts 16, we're going to start in verse 22. I got too many things going on on this. uh... Guys, I'm so weird. Let me tell you how weird I am. There are lines on this podium and unless my stuff is lined up with these lines, I would kind of freak out inside a little bit. <laughs> so if you see me fidget, it's because I'm lining things up. Yes, there we go. Now we're good. <laughs> okay, so let me set up this story. What's happening here is Paul and Silas, they're out preaching the good news, and they keep trying to go to different cities, and the Holy Spirit keeps stopping them. He said, nope can't go there, can't go there, can't go there. And then all of a sudden, Paul gets a dream from the Lord telling him to go to a specific city, okay? So we're going to pick it up there. They decide let's, we might as well go to that city since God told us. So verse 22, all right? The crowd rose up. They're already in this city. They got there. A bunch of stuff has happened. But now we go to verse 22 where the crowd rose up together against Paul and Silas, and the chief magistrates tore their robes off them, and proceeded to order them to be beaten with rods. When they had struck them with many blows, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to guard them securely. And he, and he having received such a command, threw them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. But about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there came a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison house were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were unfastened. We'll pause there for a second. Okay, so you get this. Paul has a dream. God tells him to go somewhere, and when he gets there, he gets beaten up and thrown in jail. How many times have you felt like, God, I was obedient. Why am I getting the crap beat out of me and thrown in jail? All I did was do what you told me to do. Anybody else? <laughs> like, for reals, this is, he does what he was asked to do, and then he gets put in prison. And the first thing he does when he gets put in prison, is he starts complaining to God. 
Oh, no, that's not what he does. The first thing he does when he gets put in prison, he starts singing praises and giving thanks. (laughs) Man, he's a weirdo. (laughs) But it's so easy to get caught up in what God is not doing and complain. I was obedient. You know, when Christina and I first um, said yes to pastoring, that was a really tough decision for us. And we spent a solid month, I would say, just really seeking the Lord. And it became painfully obvious that we were supposed to say yes. And the moment we said yes, it's like all hell broke loose on us. It became one of the hardest seasons of our life. And I'm standing there going, but I know I heard you. <laughs> I know this is what you told me to do, so why is all this happening? And it's just interesting how gratitude will shift your heart's focus from what God isn't doing to what he is doing. You know, like this is the guy, Paul, who from jail wrote Ephesians 5, or wrote the whole book, but continually give thanks in all things, in all situations, from prison. Like, that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) From prison, being beaten, he writes, in all things, in all situations, give thanks. And I think, you know, they... Paul and Silas are in jail, and I think Paul turns to Silas and he goes, hey, you know what song would be awesome right now? Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his love. His path takes me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That is where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me a pathway to God's pleasure and leads me along his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley, the deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely, for you are near. You prepare a table in the presence of my enemies, and you anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink until my heart overflows, so why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursues me all the days. I don't know if that's the song that they were singing, but it sounded pretty good to me. Like, you know, gratitude is an interesting thing. I, it, it gives us an almost irrational peace in any situation. It turns our heart to the God of the breakthrough, to the God of the miracle. You know, in Philippians 4, it says, be saturated in prayer, offering your faith-filled requests with overflowing gratitude. Tell God every detail of your life. Then his wonderful peace that transcends understanding will guard your heart in Christ Jesus. You want peace? Cultivate a heart of gratitude. It's pretty hard to be restless, anxious, when you're constantly thankful for what God has done, is doing, and is going to do. It's pretty hard to be anxious. And gratitude is also really important for whole health. And you think that's, that sounds weird, but 
In 1 Thessalonians 5, it says, In the midst of everything, be grateful or give thanks, and the God of peace will make you holy, and may your entire being, spirit, soul, and body be kept completely flawless in the appearance of our Lord. See, gratitude is healing for your soul. It's realigning for our spirit, and it actually is rejuvenating for your body. See, it's the, the peace that doesn't make sense is what brings healing to your whole being. That peace that doesn't make sense, it brings healing. Last year, we were going through a pretty rough season, as I've said before, and um, I actually, about this time last year, I had a nervous breakdown. And if you've never experienced that, I wouldn't uh, recommend it. It's not great. Um, But... My physical body, if you don't know what a nervous breakdown, a lot of times we think it's an emotional thing, but it's actually your body, your nervous system is overloaded with cortisol. It cannot handle anymore. It cannot handle any more stress. And your body just shuts down. It, and what happened for me is I couldn't move my limbs for almost an hour. I was paralyzed, physically paralyzed, as wave and wave of trauma would just wash over me. It wasn't great. You see, when you, when you hold on to things and you don't have a heart of gratitude, that stress, that trauma, that pain lives in your body. And gratitude will release it. It will let it go. So gratitude is amazing health. We think of gratitude as, oh, it just you know, helps me be positive. No, it's actually healing your soul. It's healing your body. So let's pick this up. Verse 27. When the jailer awoke and doors opened, he threw his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried out with a loud voice saying, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. And he called for light. And rushed in, and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. And after he brought them out, he said, Sirs, what might I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him together with all who were in his house. And he every hour of the night, washed their wounds, and immediately he was baptized. He and all of his household. He brought them into his house and set food and rejoiced greatly, having believed in God with his whole household. See, dude also refocuses us on what God is actually trying to do. So I'm convinced that the reason he told Paul to go to Macedonia is for this guard. Just for him and his entire family. And so what would have happened if when the doors were open and their shackles came off, Paul and Silas were like, sweet, the breakthrough we've been waiting for, and just took off? Then they actually wouldn't have found God's purpose for them being in the jail. But because they were operating in this place of praise, in this place of gratitude and thankfulness, they were aligned with what God asked them to do. And I think sometimes we're so consumed with, God, take this pain away from me, ease my pain, heal my pain, come through for me, that we miss what he's actually trying to do. I'm in so much pain, I need a breakthrough. And we think the miracle that he's going to do is relieving the pain source. 
But the miracle that he was wanting to do is actually not that at all. You know, I've talked about this a bunch of times that the last two years, Huff, and I spent so much time just either trying to numb the pain or asking God to take it away. <laughs> like, just, just take it away. And, and he really spoke to my heart, and I began to, to cultivate this heart of gratitude. I, I began to, to try and look for things in this situation that he was doing. I began to, to look for things that he has done and just tried to any semblance of good that I could. And I get to the end of those years, a couple years, and the pain starts to leave, and, and I look back, and I realize what he actually did. And I go, he, he changed. He, he gave me seven to ten years of personal growth. I'm not joking. Seven to ten years, easily. And... I wouldn't recommend going through that. It's not great. It's not fun. But with gratitude, I can literally say, I am thankful for the pain. It's like, that's a trip. I'm thankful for this prison. <laughs> Sheesh. And I wouldn't be the same if I hadn't gone through the pain. And so how do you like cultivate this heart? You know, it's, it's, not, it's not denying that there's hard things going on in your life. It's not, that's not what gratitude is. It's not blind optimism. <laughs> it's just not. You know, a, a pessimist would say the glass is half empty, an optimist would say it's half full, but a heart of gratitude just says, I'm so thankful I have water. and a cup to hold it in, <laughs> you know? So it's not blind optimism. It's saying, I know that this is happening but God. And so we have to begin to first the testimony of what he has done, right? And if you can't find it, you can borrow some of mine. Begin to rehearse all the things he's done and just cultivating that heart of gratitude, remember is done. You know, sometimes it's, it's really is, um, we think of the testimony as these big things. Oh, this guy's arm grew out or blind eyes opened or financial mirror. Like that, a lot of times we think that that is the power of testimony. That is powerful, but you know what's even more powerful? I'm just so thankful I got to spend time with my kids. Like, I'm so that. My connection with my wife is beautiful and whole and healthy. So just beginning to find, like, I'm just thankful that I have a car to get here today. Right? Finding the little pieces of good because it's all over the place. There's so much good. So much good. And we started doing this. We started uh, every meeting now. We start with tell me something life. And you'd be surprised how hard it is for people to find it when it's everywhere. That means that we need to practice. Practice, practice. You know, sometimes all it takes is just starting. You know, just the repetition. 
red bracelet I wore, I, which is kind of weird because I don't like jewelry at all. But I, had, uh, I think it was a what would Jesus do bracelet. Remember those? Oh, that was hoot. Anyways, so I wore it because what I wanted to do was cultivate a, um, a relationship with the Lord that was not just relegated to a private time. I wanted to have an ongoing conversation with the Lord, involve him in every part of my life. And so I wore this bracelet so that every time I would see it, I would say, Jesus, I just recognize that you're here. I recognize that you're with me. Is there anything you'd like to talk about? You know, it was just simple. And sometimes he would tell me things he wouldn't. But if that's what you have to do to remember that God is good, that there's good things in your life, you do it. Maybe you set an alarm for every hour just to shift your focus. What is good? What is good? <clears throat> Gratitude is not about ignoring what's happening, but it is about processes happening so that you can turn your heart. I had a, um, I'm get a little vulnerable here, if ever don't, but here we go. Um, have, prepare for this, get some water. Isn't this a cool mug? My wife put my name on it. <clears throat> so last week, um, guys, I'm so flooded with joy about this place. I am overwhelmed at what is happening here. I, I can hardly believe that it's real. I know, and I'm thankful. So thankful. With what we've gone through and where we are now, I am just thankful. But I do have some fear about our, the church finances and not just our finances in the here and now, but our finances in what God is wanting us to do. You know, there's big things in my heart that I believe he's placed there and has wanted to partner with us in. And it's going to take a lot of money. And that's even hard for me to say. I'm not trying to put that on anybody I'm actually just putting it on the Lord. Like, hey, you said to do these things, so what's the deal? I'm going to need some dollars to make it happen. But last week was really intense for me because there was a whole lot around our finances, personal and church. And, and if I'm honest, like, this is a place that I usually have fear in. Like, it's one of the, the on the list of things that I worry about, it, money really, because I have seen him come through so dramatically that I cannot ignore it. It's like, okay, it just is. It's like, he's going to come through, but I was flooded with fear. And Christine and I just started processing. You know, I would tell her when I felt it, and she'd ask me what's happening with that, and we'd talk through it and all this stuff. And, and then we, and I found myself going, I feel like I should be a lot more stressed out right now than I am. <laughs> and I realized that through processing my emotions about my fear, my heart's response was thankfulness. My heart's response was gratitude. It happened automatically. I didn't try to make it happen. It just happened. And all of a sudden, a situation that I was fearful about, I was actually joyful about and excited to see what he's going to do. And it happened just automatically. <laughs> like I wasn't trying to make this happen. It's so interesting. So if we can process, we're not going to ignore our ignore our anxiety, ignore our shame or guilt. We're not going to ignore it. We're going to process it and watch what happens to your heart. Automatically will connect to the Lord. It's involuntary. It's just a drawing to him, to his goodness. And 
it just, I, I encourage you just to try it. Like, all of a sudden, I found myself, God, I'm so thankful. I am just so grateful for who you are and what you've done. I mean, I just look around my life, and I'm like, how is this even possible? How is any of this real that I get to do all this with these people? And, and all, I'm like, all of a sudden, I realize I'm just, like, overflowing with gratitude. <laughs> we let our hearts connect to the Lord. You know, my prayer time lately, because I believe that gratitude will flow from connection with the Lord. And my prayer time lately has looked like what we did at the beginning of service. <laughs> I know he knows I'm afraid. I know that he knows I have shame. He knows something about telling him what's going on inside. For him, it's for me. Like, it causes me to connect with his heart. And so I just go... Jesus, I'm freaking scared. I have so much fear. And all of a sudden, I find myself connected to his heart. And another way that we can cultivate uh, gratitude, a heart of gratitude, is through community. You know, we need each other. And it's so incredibly helpful to have people that know that when you start to veer in character from who you are, they can call you out on it and say, that's not the friend that I know. Remember when God did this for you? Remember when he did that for you? And to have a community of people that hold you up when you can't. And it's, I've just been so amazed at how genuine, authentic human relationships turn my heart into and it's just a, when all of a sudden you feel like, like somebody is carrying your pain with you, gosh, it's so amazing. But it takes some, it takes, it takes some realness, it takes some risk. But I would encourage you, get in community that's vulnerable and real and honest. And so we are going to do something for the next 25 days. Can you uh, swap that slide, the next one there? Oh, does it not working? Oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> Woo. God, I'm so thankful for... <laughs> Yay! Well, it's off now. Yeah, one time. Does the computer need to be woken up? Oh, look at that. Didn't Kelly do a good job designing that slide? It's so pretty. Okay. So we're going to do five days of gratitude, okay? I, guys, I think this will really shift the atmosphere, really shift some culture. Not that we need it to be shifted that much, but I think if we can go on this together and support each other in it, we're going to see some real breakthrough here, okay? And so what I encourage you to do is follow us. If you don't, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook because every day we're going to be putting a video, a reminder, telling you what we're thankful for. And we're going to do three things, okay? I want you to find every day one ordinary thing to be grateful and thankful for. Could be anything. Or my toothbrush. I'm thankful that I don't have to poop in the hole in the ground. I can sit on a toilet. I'm pretty thankful for that. Um, <laughs> you guys aren't? <laughs> you ever pooped in a hole in the ground? It's not fun. I'm just saying, it's not fun. <laughs> I've done it. One ordinary thing to be thankful for that normally we
You know, so many things in our life we take for granted. We just don't realize how blessed we are. If you have one of these in your pocket, you are wealthier than most of the people in the rest of the world. <laughs> like the ordinary things. So simple. Okay, and number two, I want you to find one good thing in your life. This may sound simple, but sometimes it's really hard to find one good thing. And it can be small, it can be paired. You know, find one good thing. And then last, when negative or hard or painful situations happen, inevitably they do because we're humans and we live on this earth, I want you to process your emotions to the best of your ability. And it can be with God, can be with somebody else. <clears throat> process your emotions, and then find one thing that God is doing through that pain. And that may be difficult, but I pray that there's going to be a grace on that for these five days. Okay, you in it with me? You going to do this together? Man, that is so weak. Oh. We're getting there, guys. We're getting there. Are you going to do this with me? Oh, man. All right, stands. I know it's a little bit shorter than normal, but sweet. So follow on Facebook and on Instagram just for some simple reminders. We're going to start this thing off tomorrow, okay? So we're going to start tomorrow, and we're going to go till uh, 25 days takes us to December, all right? There's so much good in our life, yes? So much good, and I'm excited to see what God is going to do in these next 25 days. So let me bother... I am so, so incredibly thankful for you. And I'm so thankful for what you've done, even thankful for the pain. The interesting thing about gratitude is it actually gives your pain a purpose. <laughs> Thank you for giving my pain a purpose. And I just ask for these next 25 days that you would be the center of our thoughts that this heart of gratitude would focus us. It would reveal what you're doing, that it would reveal your heart for us. Hmm. I just ask that there would be a grace on this house, a grace to find the good in any situation. And also I ask, Lord, that there would just be an overwhelming amount of good that just falls on this house, on all of these people, that it would just be undeniable, that it would be hard to not find the good, that it would be hard to find the negative. Thank you for listening to The Pursuit Podcast. For more information about The Pursuit, visit us at thepursuitsoco.com.